Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Welcome to On the Ball with Rick Buecher. Here's your host. Let's send it over to Rick Buecher. Rick Buecher. This is On the Ball on the United Wecast Network, and I am Rick Buecher. You can see me on FS1, hear me on Fox Sports Radio, and you can read me by ordering the memoir of Brian Grant and his battle with young-onset Parkinson's called Rebound. Order your copy on Amazon or visit your favorite brick-and-mortar bookstore to grab one. Are you a Kindle reader, audiobook listener? We've got those versions as well. Support Brian's Foundation, which supports those afflicted with Parkinson's, and pick up your copy today. You can also follow me on both Twitter and Instagram, at Rick Buecher. I'm a lot of places. But there's only one place you can hear me talking about story angles and perspectives that you are not likely to find anywhere else primarily but not exclusively involving the NBA, and that is here. We hear a lot about how being in a small market is a major disadvantage. The big markets can make salary cap mistakes and recover from them because they pull in more revenue on their local TV deals and other ancillary monetary streams. And of course, they get first dibs on the bought-out stars that decide they want to be someplace else. But there's one team right now showing how being in a small market can have its benefits if you have a plan and you quietly go about executing it. No one has said a peep about the Oklahoma City Thunder this season, and I imagine that's exactly the way GM Sam Presti likes it. I'm betting his owner Clay Bennett does too. After all, Oklahoma City has an NBA franchise only because Bennett snuck into Seattle and snuck out again with the Supersonics. Clay's quietly working another heist right now because the Thunder suck. I mean, they majorly suck. Since the end of March, they have won exactly one game in 23 tries. Now, if you're one of those who's been paying attention and knows all this, then my hat is off to you. I knew they were bad, and I knew that they were tanking after everything that's happened over the last 12 months, but I didn't know they were this bad. As bad as the Rockets are, even they haven't been that bad. They've tripled the Thunder's win total over the same span and have lost three other games by five points or less. The Thunder, on the other hand, have been getting routinely demolished. In 10 of their last 22 losses, They haven't broken 100. But six times, they did give up 130-plus. 
A week or so ago, they managed to do both, losing to the Indiana Pacers 152-95 at home. That's to the ninth-seeded in the East Pacers, the 15th-best offense in the league, and the 14th-best defense. The Pacers are a study in mediocrity. They've got internal issues. Their brand-new coach, Nate Bjorken, is supposedly on the hot seat, and yet they were up on the Thunder at halftime, 82-46. Al Horford, the Thunder's best player, has been inactive since mid-March. He's not injured. The Thunder announced that they were sitting him for the rest of the season. Remember the big deal made about the Cavs sitting Andre Drummond and the Pistons sitting Blake Griffin? And that was just until they could be traded. This is not that. Horford being out would have left Mike Muscala as the only proven vet on the team, this being his seventh year in the league. Only he was shut down even earlier than Horford. Their next most experienced player, center Tony Bradley, I'm sure you know all about him, is in his fourth year in the league. He's sat half of the last 10 games as well. Their starting lineup against the Sacramento Kings the other night featured, get this, a 20-year-old second-year player, Darius Baisley, an undrafted 26-year-old, Kendrick Williams, a 19-year-old rookie and shacked in a full regular, Alexei Pokashevsky, and an undrafted second-year player, Moses Brown, and Isaiah Roby a second-year player who logged a total of 11 minutes as a rookie with the Thunder last year. Sam Presti essentially saw what Sam Hinkie did in Philadelphia and said, hold my beer. For what it's worth, I'm as guilty as anyone for not making mention of any of this before. I knew the Thunder were tanking. I just hadn't taken a close look at how extreme they were being about it. And I don't like it any more than I liked what Hinkie did. It bothers me that players such as Shea Gilgis-Alexander, who has a plantar fascia issue that the Thunder have used since March to keep him on the shelf, and Luguenz Dort, an undrafted shooting guard in his second year who put up 42 against the Utah Jazz. I don't like that they're having a year of their careers essentially forfeited. I've never liked it. But I've also been consistent in not criticizing teams that find themselves facing a lost cause of a season and taking a powder. My problem with Hinky in the process is that he did it four years running. That was the rest of the league's problem with it too. The out I'm giving Presti and the Thunder is they had three legitimate franchise players, Kevin Durant, Russell Westbrook, and Paul George, jump ship. The Thunder were gracious about Durant deserting them for the Warriors and accommodated Westbrook and George's trade requests. But don't think for a minute that they were okay with any of it. My guess is that's why you haven't heard any rumblings from the league or anywhere else about what Presti is doing. Markets like Oklahoma City don't attract free agents unless they overpay. And overpaying in a market like Oklahoma City can be crippling. And I can't think of a single other team that, through no fault of his own, has had three stars of the ilk of KD, Russ, and Paul say they want out. That's a heavy, heavy load. I also don't see Presti taking Hinky's approach of tanking for multiple years. He shouldn't have to. I would not be surprised if he looks to make them competitive as soon as next year. 
to build the team the same way he did in drafting KD, Westbrook, James Harden, and Serge Ibaka. He already has a solid starter kit in Gilgis Alexander and Dort. And he has a war chest of assets with 34 draft picks over the next seven years, including 19 first-round picks, starting with three first-rounders this summer, including the Thunder's own and the Rockets. This is in a summer where there are not expected to be any notable free agents anyway. What I especially like is that Sam and the Thunder have been so quiet about it. They didn't gripe about the big market teams luring away their stars, and they're not stoking dreams of drafting the next KD or Joel Embiid. They're not saying anything. What I also respect is that Sam didn't bounce. Think about the jobs that have opened up in the last year or so, and teams that went with GMs with far less of a track record than Sam's. The Knicks, the Bulls, the Wizards. Supposedly, Presti was number one on the Bulls' target uh, list. These are all places where he could hope to land a quality free agent or two, or not worry that his stars will one day wake up and decide they want to be someplace else that is known for more than a fast food drive-in chain and a massive dog food factory. And I don't say that as a diss to Oklahoma City. It just is what it is. And trust me, Clay Bennett is not paying him anything close to what he could be making in those markets. Not even close. Sam, for those who may not know, and his full disclosure, I've known since he was working as an intern with the San Antonio Spurs. I can't remember if he was unpaid or not, but the story goes he was living on such limited means that he was snagging as many energy bars as he could from the Spurs training room for sustenance. Somebody finally had to say, Sam, you got to slow down. He may look like a hipster with the designer glasses and the fresh cut. And the funny thing is, he was a heavy metal drummer with the requisite shaggy dome growing up. But he's not the putting on airs type at all. Get him one-on-one, and he's as down-to-earth and aw shucks as they come. That's why it's always bothered me that he was portrayed as a boob for trading Harden to the Rockets, as if he didn't know what he had. He knew. He knew all too well. And he knew Harden knew too. I was around that team a lot during that time. And I can assure you, Harden did not want to stay. It was the first time of many where Presti was faced with a very difficult situation. And he made the most of it. You can look back now and say he didn't get enough. He didn't have a whole lot of options. Trust me. Harden did not want to stay. Not as a third wheel to KD and Westbrook. Now the revisionists would say, well, if he was smart, he would have dealt Westbrook and kept Harden. But that's A, the convenience of hindsight. And B, it doesn't take into account that Harden was a sixth man at the time who had trouble getting and staying in shape. You're going to bet on that moving forward over Westbrook, who for all his faults has a work ethic second to none? And here's the clincher. Westbrook at that time was perfectly happy being in OKC. He wasn't making any kind of noise that he wanted to be someplace else. I don't know if Sam can build another young team on par with that first team he put together in OKC. But that's clearly what he has in mind. And for now, 
I'm okay with sitting back and letting him take a shot at it. Why? Because he's earned it. All right. I know this is a very short version of On the Ball, but it's the end of the week and we're going to be loaded with a lot of excitement and a lot of topics over the coming weeks. So this is just a little taste for the weekend and an opportunity to talk about a team that I assure you we will not be talking about again until we get around the draft. Please rate and review the show on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. And don't forget to check out my sponsor, Mizzen and Maine, makers of fashionable menswear that is as comfortable as any I've ever worn. You know the feeling you get when you put your workout gear on? That's the feeling you get when you put on a Mizzen and Maine shirt. It's why I wear them for all my TV appearances. And right now, if you go to MizzenandMain.com, that's M-I-Z-Z-E-N-A-N-D-M-A-I-N, and use the promotional code Buker, B-U-C-H-E-R, they will give you a discount on whatever it is that you purchase. Do yourself a favor and just pick up one. I promise you, it will not be the last one. Enjoy the weekend's games, especially that Warriors-Grizzlies game on Sunday, and we'll be back at it next week. In the meantime, as always, thanks for listening. catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.